Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. I'm good, Chris. How are you? Thanks for letting yeah. me come on. <laughs> oh, my my pleasure. I see you got your 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 dress shirt there in the background. Yeah, my slave uniform right there. When I worked for the military industrial complex, that's <laughs> what it is. Uh, when you have people with so much power, and then you have these you know loyal citizens who are willing to die for their people, so they believe because that's why we joined. You and I didn't join our service, our, our military services, because we knew it was fake and <laughs> the wars were. We we believed that we were fighting for, you know, even helping the Iraqi people. I was Iraq twice. So, you know, Operation Iraqi Freedom, that, that's what it was called. You know, it wasn't called Operation Steel Oil, even though that's what it really was. Uh, and so we all go in there with this patriotism and there was higher service to a higher good, but we are essentially pawns. And a lot of people have, have trouble to admit that. I, I don't because I'm a truth seeker and I learned – uh, in the last few months of my service, uh, what happened uh, over there, and I was doing research. So, wow, we were pretty much the bad guys, and that's what led me down the hole to ch- to really challenge every worldview I've ever had at that time. And there, you know, that's what brought me here today, essentially, to speak to people like myself who probably went through the same thing. You know, uh, most people don't understand. Like, we don't know the truth. None of these guys and and their uniforms know the truth if they did they wouldn't be part of the service so i tell people that all the time when they ask me hey man should i go to the marines no no you shouldn't no you shouldn't so i I at least tell people not to join the service right now um, at all and if they have to do something that's not going to be deployed into another country you know if it was like the coast guard where you could stop drug cartels or something but don't go into infantry don't go into the marines don't do that uh, because you're just going to put your life in danger for what and possibly get killed for what nothing and the, the, the other factor is you come back with PTSD, you know, we, we're, we're in a suicide epidemic now of veterans yep. because, yep. and that's a whole nother ball game again, but like something's causing it. And if you go off to fight and you, you know, you're given a machine gun and told to kill other teenagers, like nothing really is going to, Nothing good is going to come of that, if you ask me, you know? Yeah. No, I, I have PTSD. I'm sure everyone I served with has it. Some actually were so stubborn, they didn't even claim it. Like, no, I'm fine. And they just go get drunk. I'm like, go get your, go get your claims, man. You need the help, you know? But I had one friend, he was in recon. So I, I personally didn't kill anyone, thank God. You know, I, I didn't, because who knows what would happen then. But this kid, well, he's not a kid, he's my friend. He was in recon and he had to snipe people. And he had to snipe certain people that probably were younger than usual. And it just, he says to me, Angelo, I wake up in the middle of the night, I see them at the end of my bed, like nightmares. His friend got blown up in front of him, picking up the pieces. I mean, this is the stuff you see in movies that happen in real life. And he almost killed himself. You know, I don't think people, I think decent human beings don't want to kill them. In fact, if you look up World War I and World War II, there's a statistic of how many people didn't even fire their weapons. Like they didn't even shoot. They're like, I can't do this. They couldn't even shoot anyone. And they had to, they had to actually tweak the training of soldiers where they would shoot more on demand, you know? Mm-hmm. So like now it's like they kill all the time. But back then it was like, I forgot the number. It was really weird. But a lot of people would not fire at another person. And, and 
what are they fighting for? You know, essentially, I mean, a lot of the wars my country has engaged in has been wars that don't help us at all. Like, it's not like even even a Pearl Harbor. People are like, well, you know, the Japanese attacked us. Yeah, but we kind of, you know, provoked them to attack us. Plus, we knew it was coming and we wanted to go to war. It's like, uh, just like the new Pearl Harbor with 9-11 and all this. And, and what did that really, I mean, even if Japan attacked us, why would we go to full-scale war with them? Or we could just retaliate and say, look, we'll go to war with you, but no, they want to go to war. So expanding land, killing people, resources for the elites, because Americans in general, what do, what do they get out of the war? I mean, look, I even tell people, we didn't even get lower gas prices for Iraq. I'm not saying that's a good thing, and we went to war for that reason. I'm just saying we got literally nothing out of Iraq at all other than a lot of dead people from all sides, a lot of PTSD and wounded warriors, which cost billions of dollars to maintain and a very bad reputation across the world. And nobody trusts us and our government, we can't be trusted. Our people don't trust the government. They want eternal wars. Oh, and that's all, you know, let's not forget the same people that create these wars are the same people that fund ISIS. Yes. You know, they're stirring the hut. They're stirring the, the beehive or whatever you call it. Yeah, no, that's why my, my main focus, like if you guys go to my Twitter, it's just me doing anti-war activism, just exposing the lies. And I've, I've made a lot of good friends around the world who are also anti-war activists, particularly uh, against the war in Syria, which we've been undermining Syria for years. Uh, but that's what we do, even Venezuela. I mean, we're, we're just all over the place just trying to undermine all these countries. And we put sanctions on so many people. That's really an act of war because that's, harming the civilians of that country. And, and, and basically the point of sanctions is to get the civilians so upset and starving that they fight their government for you. And, but that's crazy. That, to me, that's a war crime, if you ask me. Uh, but again, you know, you either do what America says or you get destroyed. That's how it's been. And uh, even Iraq, after liberating Iraq, they vote us out and we're like, no, nah, we're not leaving. So we gave them democracy by killing their people. And then when they use it, we go, no, nah, we're not leaving. So that just shows everyone how fake this is. You know, it's just, it's a big joke. Sad joke, really. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That guys like us, I mean, I'm, I'm 50 now, so it's not like I'm a spring chicken anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess what I'm saying is it's that Muhammad Ali expression. If a guy thinks the same at 50 years old as he did when he was 20 years old, he's wasted 30 years of his life. Right. Right. For people listening, I meet those guys all the time. Yeah. You know, they're normally the ones. Well, I I, I don't want to single out any sort of particular group, but it's it's fascinating, though, that we can have this chat. And to you and me, this is just normal currency of conversation. It's it's how the world is. But when you look at what's going on, uh, at the moment, well, uh, well, let's just say, let's have a look. Let's what's in the media. Mm-hmm. My God, your let's just say your typical citizen is really unenlightened, aren't they? It's sad. And it's heartbreaking. And and even like with my fellow Marines that we came back, I got to wake up a few of them. But there are some who still say, "No, we did the right thing." Or I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> what? And now you believe this about Syria and Assad and Iran and this and that. It's like, you know, they can't admit that they were duped. Because if they do, their whole hero story goes, you know, just goes away. I mean, I have my uniforms behind me, not because I'm proud to be a Marine, but I'm proud that I'm willing to die for, for people I believed 
were oppressed and also my country. So I could burn these uniforms if I want to, but this is part of my life. This is who I am. And that experience, as horrific as it may have been, brought me to this point. You know, so for me, it's a part of my history. That's I am a Marine. And, and uh, you know, people like you and me, us veterans, if things ever get to the point where we need to fight back against the system, we're the ones that they should be afraid of because we're the ones who will take the helm and tell these civilians, here's how we do it. If we have to, I mean, obviously, it's probably why they give us money for our disabilities to keep us quiet, you know, but, you know, that's the thing, Chris, and people need to remember that. So they always say once a Marine... Uh, always a Marine. I think that's true. That mentality, that warrior spirit still within me. I'm just now focusing on the real enemy, which is in, in DC and over there it, it, for you, it's London. And we, we, that's what we have to do. So, you know, if I can just shut up and vanish and never be seen again and live my life, but I can't, I can't do that. It's just not my character because I know that if we don't fight against these the war machine and lies and the propaganda, more of our guys and girls will die. And also innocent civilians in other countries. So this is a universal thing to be anti-war. And that's my, and war is the biggest profit for these people. You know, it, it does the industry of energy, everything goes up, war, everything, the, the arms industry. So this is the thing about war. And if you read, uh, I really encourage everyone listening. Uh, there's a man named, was a man named General Smedley Butler, one of the highest decorated Marines ever in history. He wrote a 12 page essay. I think it's 12 pages, very short. You should read it. It's called War is a Racket. And it's him. He he woke up from to the military industrial complex and he explains how war is a racket, how these big corporations make all this money, all this business happens, everyone makes money for war and they push the war and he just talks about it. And it's it, he was one of the most decorated Marines in our history. So that's something I think everyone should read because there's a guy who was in it and he goes, whoa, once he came back. And a lot of guys, you know, come up like that. But most people, again, like you said, they watch television, they think, their news station's true, but CNN isn't. And then CNN thinks that they're true, the, the people who watch it, but Fox isn't. But the fact is they're both not true. <laughs> they're both either telling half-truths or sometimes they'll tell the truth, but not really. Because look, Chris, a good liar has to give you a little bit of truth. They can't just completely lie to you. They have to kind of you know ensnare you. They'll maybe drop a red pill here and there. Oh, look what Tucker Carlson said. You know, Tucker Carlson's probably the most red-pilled news anchor, but he's still protecting the same people on top by not mentioning them. So there are people out there who I call a steam valve. You know, there's no way they would let Tucker Carlson even be on air if he said something that would truly harm them, you see? And they might, he might, and I like the guy, I'm not saying he's bad, I'm just saying he doesn't even know he's limited. You know, he might really believe he's telling the job, oh, they're only one here in MS3 media that's telling the truth. No, you're not, because he wouldn't have a show. <laughs> so. That's how they work, you know, Chris. They use the mainstream people. They've divided people like a football team. You know how fanatics get with football. Here, I'm talking about American football. You, I'm talking about soccer, right? They get crazy. They beat each other up. You know, it's and and so so is our politics. Democrats versus Republicans, and you know, your guy is bad. My guy is good. Your president did this wrong. Mind, but it's all the same people. It's a revolving door. Yeah, a revolving door of criminals that are, are basically figureheads while the real corporate masters control everything and they get no flack at all. And that's, that's what I see. And I think most people even understand that, but then others don't. They say, oh, you don't know politics. And they talk about statistics and fiscal new year, this, that. Come on, guys. We, we have a system of debt that just keeps rising and rising and there's no end to it. How are you going to pay back $25 trillion? 
where are you going to get that from? You know? So it's crazy, Chris, but yes, people I've concluded don't even want to, they know, I think they know internally the truth, like something's off, but they don't even want to know. They just want to live their life and they got all these bills to pay. And there's just so much crazy stuff happening in this world. Um, yeah, that's really it when it comes to that, you know? So I'm like, wow, this is not good. So I questioned the military. Then I questioned my religion. I was Catholic. Then I quit, and I would just be, I'm a philosopher. I, I, I think about different things. So for me, once I saw something was a lie and I said, they're perpetrating those lies, who, what, who are they working for? And then of course, when you go down the rabbit hole, next thing you know, you find talking about these aliens or whatever. And I'm like, all right, let me go through that rabbit hole. And I read his big book. There was a line on it. Or maybe it was the line sleeps no more. Either one, it was, it was like this thick. And I just read through all of it. I was like, wow, what a whole different dimension of knowledge. Now, of course, as I grow older, I might not agree with everything, but the way he speaks and most people who speak the truth in the sense that it doesn't matter what the context is. It's the pattern. It's you're being lied to in some way, you know, because who knows the ultimate reality and truth? I don't know. But the point is what I appreciate is who speak about any idea and keep your mind open is that that's the key is to have an open mind. And of course the elites know that and they will actually flood the internet with fake conspiracies. And that's how they do it, Chris. They, they, they're very sly with that because they, they can censor you. Of course, if you get big enough, for example, when you saw Ike, when you got on London real, they just banned that. They just banned that off London real. It's like that, but they're stupid at the same time because now everyone's curious. What, what was he saying on that? You see? <laughs> so it's like, they really play with fire when they start doing those things, but you know, they control all the media, man. And most people don't watch alternative media all the time. And you know, they may even undermine alternative media, which if that's what they actually do actually. So they do what they can, but smaller podcasts, you know, people like ourselves who reach out to people, they don't control us, but what is, what is our reach compared to, you know, NBC or something else you see. So we have to really work together and get people to unite and become our own reporters, if you will. And we might not agree on everything, which is fine. It's okay. Then you, you hash out the differences, you know, but uh, the way the game is set up is that, this side is this and that side is that. And then that's it. And then there's no middle ground. There's no, you can't find peace. They're your enemies. They're conspiracy theorists. They're not conspiracy. COVID's real. No, it's not real. These are, you know, that, that's how they do this divide and conquer on virtually every subject you can think of, whether it be gender relations, religion, politics, uh, you know, global warming, anything, they just divide people. It's, it's very clever how these tribalists at the top, they do this. Mm. They do this very well. They, they've been probably doing it for a long time, actually, if you think about it. They're like very, very uh, experienced in how human beings react to the problem, reaction, solution paradigm, uh, which is essentially what they do all the time. You know, there, I'm sure there are real events in history that happen. I'm, I'm sure there are things that truly, and they'll take advantage of that too. <laughs> they, they, they'll never take a crisis and waste it, you see. Uh, as long as it puts us in fear, Chris, that's how they control us with fear. As long as you're afraid, you'll be willing to give up your rights and play their little games. The reason why I voted for Trump is because he said all the right things. I don't know if he was told to say those things or he really meant those things. But the second he got in the office, 180 happened. And it's not the same Trump I saw in the campaign. And the second he bombed Syria, I knew it was finished with him. The yeah. second he gave in, the second he did that, everyone's like, no, well, look, he bombed an airfield and it was no one was there. He called them and... Then he did it again. Oh, no, but that's 4D chess. I said, you know, no more 4D chess. This guy could have got people killed. And by doing so, he put more troops in danger. And to me, I'm anti-war. Any, anything that could escalate anywhere 
is a problem for me. So when Trump said he's going to stop dancing the false song of globalism, I thought that meant anti-war. And if a billionaire like him can't stop the war machine, then really what hope do we have left other than to scrap this whole system and start over? That's, that's my position. I, I don't think there's a solution to, oh, let me just vote this guy in. Because even if Trump was 100% genuine, something happened in there. You know, there was a Trump fire in his, in his tower. What if someone's like, hey, Mr. Trump, that could have been you and your kids in there. You know, a threat. Who knows? JFK was killed. Others have been assassinated. Why not Trump? So it's very possible that someone may be, have well-meaning. Like, I want to save this country. It's made me a billionaire. I want to give back to the people. And the people there are like, yeah, but you're not going to touch our war machine and you're not going to touch this industry or that industry. And you're going to do what we say or we'll kill you. I mean, that's not crazy. <laughs> that's what happens all the time. In other countries, we say, oh, look, warlords run this country. And look at this guy, King Jun-un, and he killed his uncle and all this other stuff. And this guy, you know, Assad, is a, he, uh, he's, a, he's a monster and, and uh, Saddam. But our country, no, we don't have this kind of stuff, you know, right? That's why American exceptionalism, to me, is delusional. And I don't, I don't trust anyone that pushes that kind of hubris onto the population and giving them hope that there is when there isn't any really other than actual, some kind of revolution uh, to reset everything. That's my position. Yeah. It's really, yeah, it's just really weird. I mean, to me, it's, it's quite simple. If you don't push love and understanding and acceptance and seeking middle ground, you, you're just not good. You're not good for the planet <laughs> you know right it's not good for the planet you're not good for anybody and none of these politicians ever touch on anything that i've just said they just do the worst they just spread bitterness and hatred and and buy it all all the time and and um they jump on bandwagons and they set separate and segregate and they and uh yeah what what are your thoughts on the sort of like, where is all this going? I'm often holding this book up to people mm -hmm. just in the hope people will just bloody read it. Um, and do, like, where, where do you think as human beings, our future is going? What, what do they want to, you know, what do these people want to do with us? Well, you know, a lot of people have said they want to exterminate us. They want to do this to us. They want to do that to us. I, I don't think that's part of the plan. Essentially, they, they do want to make us, uh, subservient as much as possible. They don't want us to ever rebel. So in order to do that, they have to keep us divided. And they do that on virtually every position and any philosophical debate, any moral position at all, abortion, not abortion, like I mentioned before, you know, trans, no trans, gay, straight, black, white, anything, flat earth, no flat earth, they, they'll, they'll do anything to create division. So that's one thing to keep us divided. And then they're, they just want to control everything because it can't be about the money because they have all the money. They have printing presses. They print everything. They print all the bank money. It's not that. It's something else. And it's, I think it's total dominance and control. And if you look at these people like Soros, like people who have a lot of money, they actually say, like Soros said, you know, I fancy myself a god. He actually said something like this. Uh, I'm paraphrasing because he can do so much with his money. It's really crazy. This is what happens, you know, like you're Bill Gates, you have all this money, you've created the billions and millions. Like, hey, I'm going to vaccinate the whole planet. I mean, that's an accomplishment to Bill Gates because what else does he What else does he want? You know, uh, and that's the thing with these people when they have so much money and, and power, they just want more and more. They want to make a name for themselves. So what's the end game, Chris? I mean, to me, it just seems to make humanity more subservient. Uh, there was a Freedom of, of Information Act 
released by a, there's a reporter named Whitney Webb from The Last Vagabond. And she talks about how the United States, in order to compete with the fourth industrial revolution, has to do more surveillance than China currently is right now. So that's what the 5G tower stuff, you know, whether it's dangerous or not, whatever, it's going to be used to be gathering more int intelligence on everybody faster than before. And that's not for our benefit. <laughs> okay. So they're going to have cameras. They're going to have, we already have this COVID thing. They have robots telling you stand six feet, but you know, flying around kind of like this weird, you know, they live scenario. Uh, and then they have tracking in your phone and where's the virus going. So you know, really this is a genius thing using the virus to tell people, look, we got to track you. We got to test you. We got to do this to you. Um, it's incredible what this virus has given them. So even if it were a real thing, they still do it. Even if they manufactured it and leaked from, I don't care what the narrative is. They are using this to push their police state, but it's really a surveillance state now. It's really just because it's all about information, Chris. It's all about the information. Everything, even Facebook is data mining. You know, I can go online and look up a, a supplement to, for protein. And then all of a sudden I go to Facebook. That same thing is on Facebook. I'm like, what? They're data mining and they're selling it to advertisers and they have all this information. And these people, you know, the same tribal elites, they run the Googles and the Yahoo's and the YouTube's. It's all the same. And then they buy out other companies. So when people say, well, just make your own internet, basically. Make your own, make your own YouTube. Yeah, that's going to really compete with this one, you know. <laughs> and what they do, Chris, even with their uh, Netflix, or whatever, they, they don't care about losing money. That's why I know it's not about money. They will push an unpopular agenda that will make them lose money and do it anyway. They don't care because they have all the money. So this is the gaslighting, and, and, and this is what drives people mad. How can they not be mad? It's it's so what, bad, what, Chris. Angela, what, what does gaslighting actually mean? It yeah. means basically that you 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 you're lying so much in someone's face they can't believe you're doing it. And and it's like, what? Like you're you're tricking them in a sense that your lie is true, if that's what I remember it means. It's basically a way to um make the lie true by uh, there was a, there was a thing like I forgot the example you give. You do something, it creates a response, but you say that person, that's not the response that you're supposed to have. So in other words, let's say I'm flicking the lights and you see me flicking it. I'm like, well, you're flicking. No, I'm not. I'm actually not flicking the lights. And I actually convince you that it's not me doing it, that it's something else. And that's what gaslighting is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an incredible way of deceiving someone through repetitive suggestion to where even they, their own eyes that they see the truth, they just, they don't buy it anymore because they believe, yes, it's, it's exactly. It's all in here, isn't it? Yeah. It's isn't that weird? I never, I, never read, I never read that book, by the way. Never oh, read it. But oh, you must. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I have to. You can actually, this is a short, I, I bought this online because I read the book years ago. Mm -hmm. And the thing they sent me, I accidentally bought one of these like shortened versions. It's for okay, students, yeah. students studying or something. Abridged, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I only... You know, I, I don't even know why. I only bought it to have a copy in the house because I say everybody should. But, you know, I was reading, I was just reading a bit the other day and it, it says the guy's kind of like interrogating him. And I don't know if I can find it. I won't, I won't. Oh, you know, and then like the thing, the thing is, it's two at two is five. Two at two yeah, is yeah. five. And eventually mm -hmm. two at two is five because you've been yes. told the lie so much. That's um, the gaslighting, yes. Yeah, you know, freedom is slavery. Two and two make five. So it's the, 
it's exactly yeah. what you said, selling us these freedoms, which in reality are just bars on our, on our cage. Um, well, there's a, there's a study, um, Solomon Ash. Okay, this study. Okay, Solomon, the Ash Conformity Experiment. Okay, now check this out, Chris. So this guy, Solomon Ash, he's a social scientist, I believe. He basically got people in a room, okay? And you were the subject and you didn't know you were the, and everyone else was paid to lie. So he would, he would draw three or four, I think it was four lines. And the one line that's the shortest was absolutely clear that it was short. And everyone said, no, 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 these two are equal. And you're like, no, it's not. No, 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 it's e And everybody conformed. There was like 75% at the first time conformed. And then after a while, people were like, no, no, but it took a long time. So in other words, we are very, very easily molded by our peers. So that's why the gaslighting works too as well. So if everyone else is telling you, look, those lines are even, you start doubting your own eyes. Like, oh, maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I can't see that the lines are even when they're at, clearly not, even if it's like this much of a difference. So that, that ash conformity experiment is, is crucial to understanding the human psyche of how, how, how effective we are by peer pressure. So there's always this hope and hope, but nothing changes, Chris. Nothing changes. This is the, the thing, though, that I notice about America. Um, it's like everyone over there really still buys hook, line, and sinker into the, the whole voting thing, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. In the UK now, most people don't vote, to be honest. But, but that's because they're 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 either they either don't give a damn, or they're ap they're apathetic because they don't think it will make a change. Right? It's not like some, it, you know, it's not like they they're not like me. I will not vote because mm -hmm. it's a, it's it is voting for your own slavery. You know. Yes. It's like, do I vote for the red car that's going to come and run me over, or do exactly. I want, do I want the blue car to run me over? Well, I, I'll just, I'll, I'll step out the way. The cars will still, you know, they'll still be running people over. That, that's sure. But at least I haven't bought into that shit. Yet. Right. But in America, it's really like people go to town, don't they, on this whole Republican and Democrat, and they think these guys are going to change the country and they can't see it's just the same script trolled mm -hmm. out time after time by the people that all went to the same schools, you know, that all, that, that, that all drink together and go to the same clubs and belong to the same, <laughs> this kind of thing. Um, yes. They did Trump a lot differently though. You know why, Chris? Because I didn't vote since George W. Bush. So I voted for the guy who sent me to Iraq. That's what, that's what happened. Right. After that, when I woke up, I said, I'll never vote again. And I didn't. But when Trump came along, they're like, oh, he's an, he's an outsider. He's a billionaire. He can't be bought. And they really, what they did was they made, it seemed like they hated him. The media hated him. The, the, the polls, it's impossible laughing. And maybe those people really believe that. But I think the elites knew, hey, we're going to make this guy look like, you know, he's a rebel who's never going to make it. And the people will, but it's like hurting us by doing the opposite. You know what I mean? That's, that's how they do it. So I noticed that, but it was until after I voted for Trump. So now that I voted for Trump and I got off the Trump train, I'm still responsible for what he does. Mm. My vote, those bombs that hit Syria because of my vote, you know, obviously that's being dramatic. I didn't obviously want that, but that's why I'm never voting again, period. I don't care if someone, I don't care if Jesus Christ comes down.
from heaven or something and manifest. And I'm, I'm going to run for office. Like, sorry, Jesus, I can't, I can't, I can't trust you because they'll just, they'll just crucify you anyway, even if you're right. You see, so uh, that's my view: is that the system is rigged. It's going to be that way. It, it will collapse upon itself. And history shows that it's inevitable. These corrupt systems collapse, and it won't be pretty. That's it. And we are seeing a collapse. I mean, I'm sure from the UK, you look at America, like, what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> like we're burning our own cities down our statues are coming down and everyone hates each other racism is like reversed first it was white people you know jim crow now it's everyone hates white people and it's you know what i mean it's just crazy what's going on here but race is one of the best ways to divide people mm. it's one of the best ways it's because it's the biological unit that people identify with the second they're born you know mm. which is also made up by society <laughs> which is also a way to divide people just for being born in different groups. And so this, this country is, it truly is an experiment, Chris. It really is, you know, a, a very big melting pot social experiment of disastrous proportions. And uh, I just see it one day collapsing. And it could happen anytime. I think the Soviet Union, I'm not sure if anyone expected it to collapse in the 91, not historian, but it just all of a sudden collapsed. Mm. Um, and some even say that it really didn't collapse. It was like a, it was kind of like a controlled demolition to seem like it collapsed. And now Putin's still doing the KGB thing from his, uh, who knows? I'm not, again, I'm not an expert, but at this point, Chris, you know, I'm sure, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories and research. I mean, anything could happen. My view is this, you know, when people argue me about anything, flat earth, whatever, I mean, I don't believe flat earth, but I'm just saying someone comes to me with an argument. I go, as long as it doesn't violate the laws of physics, I, I can check it out. Let me go look into it. Let me read it. Let me see their arguments, you know, and, and obviously not the laws of logic either, but it, we live in a twilight zone. I mean, things could literally be what we don't know. And it's, it's really, it would be foolish to dismiss people's theories without investigating because you never know. I mean, look at the world today. I, I never would have foresaw we would have trans children. I just didn't think that. And I'm not against people who have certain dysmorphias or anything like that, but I never really thought we'd have drag queen story hour for little kids. I mean, this is unfathomable just 10 years ago and they just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Ah, uh, they, they, they just, it, it's order out of chaos, isn't it? That's yes. just exactly what it is. It's order out of chaos. There's some simple things I use to see what's going on. Order out of chaos politicians are puppets so therefore they're liars you know they're liars and they're cheats they represent this sociopathic elite yes uh, what you see what you see in the media is not true it's it's the truth wrapped in a lie you know wrapped in a delivery system that only benefits you know these people and i just see life you know very simply and the, the more um I'm getting so much more spiritual as I'm getting older. My, my diet is really good now. Yeah, I, me too. I, you know, I do a little, I don't, I'm not sort of ridiculous. I do stupid challenges every now and again, but I, I just like to run around the block like three miles and, and that gets me in a good place. I have a cold shower. My thinking, I think is as pretty much as developed as it's really going to be for a, for a human being. And, and that puts me on this really nice, plane it's like i'm on a nice you know i'm actually looking a really good place in a yeah. world that just seems increasingly insane yeah um, it's kind of like a paradox you know yeah it's like neo you know he learns the truth in the matrix and then and you're like wow that world really sucks and then it's like do i save it or not you know and i like i said you and i could just vanish right now and never say a thing again and the world will go on without us but 
is that our nature, Chris? No, I, you and I, I think we're fighters. And I think we have to go back into the matrix and try to wake up as many people who also feel something is off. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like Morpheus did, you know? Yeah. You know, that, that's what we have to, that's my nature. I mean, I, I, I can't quit this thing. You know, will I ever be a big player against the system? Who knows? But I could do what I can. You do what you can. And, you know, just these conversations help people think because that's the thing. A lot of people are enslaved by their own mind. They've been suggested to think that way. That's all it is. I mean, look, these elites that run the planet are vastly outnumbered. They're so outnumbered. The only thing they could do is convince us to keep ourselves enslaved. That's what it is. And it's by consent. It has to be part of the plan. And it's to usher the police state even more. It's to militarize or police even more. You defund the police, right? Crime skyrockets. People are going to beg, oh, more police, more weapons, more everything, you know, more surveillance, more. That's how they do it. It's deception. Like you said, order of chaos. They got to let the chaos you know, go on for a bit until you say, okay, give me order, please, big brother, please. That's exactly. So I even think these riots are, are allowed to happen. It's happened back in the 90s, you know, the, the LA riots and the Newark riots. And it's like a cycle that they keep playing. Like you said, it's a, it's a script. Different, different actors, same script. And then there's the other, you know, like overarching factor that's interwoven with all this. It's like this slot, they don't, you know, they're banging to the beat of their own. Mm-hmm. When it comes to when it comes to the spiritual realm, they they don't back the good guy, do they? <laughs> you know, I know that our governments did research into paranormal and things like this. I actually read a really interesting report. They they were trying to use psychic abilities and stuff like that, and they actually had some success to, an, to, to remote viewing. Very weird, very weird. They actually talked about a lot of spiritual stuff that I read into in regards to the absolute infinity and how there's another plane of something uh, of that nature. But they put it in the movies. So you say, oh, that's not possible. <laughs> well, I, I think it could be. In fact, there are people who have multiple personalities. There are people who have multiple personalities where their physiology changes. So this guy could be Janet, Bob, and Frank, and they all have different heart rates. Mm-hmm. And they all have different voices. So what makes you think the government couldn't yeah. implant somebody like that? And then here comes you know, Psycho Bob, you know, and he does these things without any knowledge that the guy who was Psycho Bob was in did it. I mean, this is not crazy to me. It's very possible. Can I prove it? I don't know. I mean, there's research on personality disorders, but can someone implant them? Could somebody beam a wave, radio wave into your head and give you thoughts? I think that's actually something that could be done. We have a lot of very strange weapons in development. For example, we have the... Uh, we have microwave crowd control weapons. I think it's called, what is it called? The, uh, the test or I forgot what it's called, but it's like, basically it looks like a little shield on a Humvee and they just heat you up like a micro and it burns you and you run away because it hurts. So there's weapons. That's the weapons we see. What are the weapons we don't see? You know, I mean, mm. the, the stealth bomber, remember the one they used in the Gulf War was built in the seventies and it came out in opera in 91. I'm like, that's 20 years. What do they have now? in 2020 that was built 20 years ago or what's being built today. I don't know. We'll never know. So, I mean, I'm not Mr. Sci-fi, you know, person, but there are certainly things we don't know and I don't see why they wouldn't use them. But I think a lot of it now, Chris has to do with surveillance and uh, monitoring people and just gathering information. Cause if you have information, you can predict things a lot easier. You're not always right, but you can predict behavior. You can predict what people want to buy. 
you know, when to sell that to them, you know, whatever the case, you know, patterns. So either way, it's these psychopaths you want to know how to control us. And is, is it going to be transhumanism and make robots? I, I don't know where this can go. Where, where the end game is, I don't know. Is there a demonic entity at the top who's pushing you? Straight? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but to me, it's, it's clearly not a good thing what they want to do with us. And we need to stop that. And only people can do that is us. And we have to really, really think outside the box, even if it's crazy sounding. Because we already live in a crazy world. It's crazy, the world we live in already. <laughs> so what's crazy? What could we say to people listening to go and look at if they want to learn more? Well, I use things, what I like to say, going back in history and, and, and trying to prove things I can't, I use things that the elites have admitted. So I start with the war in Iraq. I'll say, look, it is obvious that the war in Iraq, did not, the, the Iraqis and Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destruction. They admit this. But you were lied to. The media said this was 100% certain. What other times have you been lied to? I, I use things that I know I can prove today with mainstream media. So I use the mainstream media against itself. I try not to go back in time anymore and say, look, this is what could happen, or you know, this dimension is flat or something. I, I don't get into that. I just use what has been admitted. Again, even if they were to admit, let, let's suppose the government said, you know what, we shot JFK. Well, it's not this government who did it. It was the one in the 70s. So who are you going to put in jail? You know, even if that did happen, you know, it's like the people who, that's why they seal these documents for like 100 years. So everyone involved dies and no one go to jail or something. But is that going to ever happen? Is Hillary Clinton really going to go to jail? No. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Trump, you're going to go to jail. She's still not in jail. So yeah. I tell people, look at, just look at the world around you and tell me you're being told the truth. You have to be out of your mind. You know what I mean? But people like, I remember one time I was telling a girl I knew about stuff. She's I just don't want to hear it. She, she believed me. She's like, I just don't want to hear it. Like she couldn't, because it will ruin their little life, you know? But I tell people, look, it's going to ruin your kids' lives too. Like we have, we have an obligation. The reason why we're here is because generations before us got complacent. And they didn't care. Oh, we'll just do what. Oh, yeah, sure, whatever. But now we have to pay the price for what they for their complacency. They got comfortable. They got comfortable. They got complacent, and now we have to pay the price. You know, so it's up to us to change the tide in order to ensure that our kids have a better future than what's in store. Because if these guys win or get what they want, it's going to be a very bad future for all of us. Let's end it there, brother. You've been very very kind to give us uh, an hour of your time um i'll be interested to pick this up at a later date and also maybe talk a bit about your military career because we didn't we didn't sort mm -hmm. of we didn't sort of cover that so i guess what i'm trying to say is i've attracted a lot of um young people that are interested in, in the military and i'm just like yourself if you come to my channel you're just going to get the truth you know yeah yeah you, 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 you're not going to be lied to um but I'm hoping that they'll 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 come to this, and if we keep it down to an hour, that you know attention spans are very yeah they're not that long. Well, if people look at you know I I like the long podcasts. I like to really yeah. get in and let people yeah. needle stuff out. But I guess I guess young people look at it and think, well, I've got three hours to. Mm -hmm. you know, do you know what I'm saying? 
No, I get you. That's why it's our job to absorb the three-hour ones and bring it down to an hour for these guys. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. And, and, but yeah, no, I mean, the, uh, quickly, I, I was in the Marine Corps for four years. I was a combat engineer, so I, did, I dealt with landmines, things like that. Um, but every Marine is a rifleman, so I was on military convoy, security, things like this. But uh, thankfully, I didn't kill anybody. But my unit was attacked, so I got a combat action ribbon. And the second I learned, that, you know, the, I wanted to get the hell out of there, that's for sure. So I did two tours in Iraq. And uh, that's it. But, uh, you know, I've seen my disasters. I've seen death and destruction. And I'd never want to see that again to happen to any civilians. So that's my really, uh, that's my uh, brief summary of my experience in Iraq and my anti-war stance, essentially, because of what I saw, especially now knowing that those people didn't deserve it. That's really the worst thing. So, yeah. Anytime you want want me back on, Chris, you know, just let me know. I'm always around. Yeah, definitely. I was talking. If, if you can stay on the line, Angelo, and I, I, sure. we can talk about that after I've said, said my yeah, of our goodbyes. So sure. thank you ever so much, brother. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure hosting you on the show. And thank you for your humanity and your integrity and your braveness, you know, because it, 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 it requires a special character to speak out. And, uh, you know, this is this is on behalf of our children and future generations. And, and a lot of people, they've even got children and they won't speak out about this stuff. Do you know what I mean? It, how, how can their yeah. kids ever look up to them as heroes? So Man. that's kind of my take. So thank you very much again to, to everybody at home. Much love to you all respect to you and your families. Thanks for watching another episode of the bought the t-shirt podcast. Please do the like and the subscribe and the notification thing. If, if you did like and uh, see you next time friends thank you for listening to the bought the t-shirt podcast please like subscribe and share and don't forget to follow me on social media username chris thrall instagram chris thank you